You're listening to The Fit Habit, where we explore how to stay well and fit well after 40. My name is Karen McGill. I'm the host of the show. Let's get to it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey guys, it's Karen. I'm coming to you from California. I am in uh, my uh, Airbnb bedroom, so it's a little, uh, the high ceilings in here. Hope sound is okay. Uh, today, I want to talk to you about motivating yourself to um, start a fitness routine or restart a fitness routine. And this conversation is inspired by a coaching call I had today with a new client uh, who had a story in her mind that getting back into the gym would be a slog and she didn't want to do it. And she was getting having such a struggle starting that, uh, you know, she felt like she needed strategies. And we were able to get to a place where she could not wait to get to the gym. And I'm hoping the strategies that I gave her will be helpful to you as well. So why don't we go ahead and get started? But before we do, actually, let me just say, as I take a drink of water here, I am now accepting um, coaching clients for one-on-one. And uh, you can find more information about that uh, on my Instagram uh, bio. If you click on it, it'll lead you to links for various different things. You can also find um, a link to coaching um, uh, on my second website, which is it's adhdfriendly.com, but it's probably easier for you to find me on Instagram, Karen McGill, at Karen McGill, that's my name, and that's my Instagram handle. So anyway, without further ado, let's get on with today's uh, discussion. So my client, her backstory is that she used to go to the gym for 90 minutes, five days a week, pre-pandemic, and has not been able to get back into it since the gyms have reopened and she's gained a lot of weight and she's feeling very frustrated about all of this. Very common story. Um, it, you know, we have all felt some sort of pandemic disrupt around certain habits. So this can really apply to anything. Doesn't, pardon me, even have to be around working out. So we dug into um, why this felt like such a slog for her. And the reason I really wanted to change her mindset around dread and feeling like a slog, that story is not only because it's really hard to get started uh, with a story like that. It's also hard to stay consistent with a story like that, whether you have ADHD or not. Working out can often be something that's really hard to get started with. So if you have a story in your mind that it's a slog, then it's going to be really hard to fight against that and push yourself to do it. Um, and I'm going to start off with this myth uh, or the story uh, power by sharing some research that was done. There was um, a university, and I do not remember the university that did this. But anyways, they were trying to research um, attitudes towards working out and how what kind of results you get from just your attitude. They had two groups of people in the research room. They told uh, group A and group B to go for a walk. They told group A, and I may have mentioned this before, so forgive me if you've heard this second before. Um, they told group A to go out and walk at a certain amount, like at, at a certain rate and with a certain heart rate and to track it and to um, maintain a certain level of um, 
intensity throughout the entire time and come back to the room when they were done their 30 minutes. They told group B to just go out and walk for 30 minutes and enjoy the scenery, pay attention to how you feel, pay attention to the, you know, the environment around you and just enjoy it as much as you can. So both groups came back and when they came back into the room 30 minutes later, they had a big bowl of candy uh, sitting out and they noted who took candy and who didn't. And then they interviewed everybody afterwards. And the results were overwhelmingly that group A took candy, whereas group B primarily did not. And they interviewed people and asked, well, we know she took some candy. Why did, why did you do that? And the response from group A was, I felt like I earned it because that was, you know, I went out and I did this workout and it was effort. So I felt like I wanted to reward myself afterwards. Group B didn't have the attitude that they had to do work, but their exertion levels were similar uh, because they didn't ask group A to like run. They just asked them to walk, but at a certain heart rate and to track it. Whereas they told group B they didn't have to track it. And they told group B to focus more attention on enjoying it. But, um, you know, everybody walked for 30 minutes. And the takeaway there is that sometimes when we perceive something to be really hard or uh, we have to effort to uh to do it then we want to reward ourselves with it it's the same thing with um i I find a lot of people uh have money stories around um rewards so they don't necessarily like the work that they do or they feel like they work too hard so they want to reward themselves and they reward themselves in a way that doesn't get them, um, you know, into a better financial position. And that can become very cyclical because then you get stuck in a job you don't like to do because you don't feel like you have a financial way out. And the circle goes round and round because you keep spending money on rewarding yourself to um, maintain some level of sanity. I think we can, I don't want to belabor that point because I think we all can feel that way sometimes when we're just pushing ourselves and then we feel like we need a reward because it's work. So where I come to this is what if it wasn't work? What if you were group B and I told you, you're going to work out, but I don't want you to focus on, you know, hitting a certain level of exertion or time or anything like that. I want you to focus all of your effort on making it the most enjoyable workout that you have ever done in your entire life, how would that change? So I'll I'll share how I did this with my client. I, you know, I started probing into why is it a slog? And her first story was, well, to get to the, the, you know, the exertion level that I was getting to before and doing it the same amount of time and all the same things would feel like a slog. And I said, well, what if you dialed it back? Because obviously, you know, you've got to sort of build up your fitness level again. That would seem reasonable, right? And she said, well, yeah, but um, I would not feel like I had checked off the box. I would, it, there was like this feeling of, if I'm not doing 100%, then I'm not going to do it at all. Um, so where we needed to dig down to and where we got to was that she didn't believe she could get results if she did any less than 90 minutes. And that's that was where I was able to, show her like evidence, factual physiological evidence that yes, you can get results from 30 minutes of, you know, a certain level of exertion. Uh, You can definitely get results. And she had two goals with her working out. She wanted to lose weight and gain her fitness back. But the other thing, as I mentioned, she's an ADHD client and she knew uh, when she got her diagnosis that they told her that exercises is next to um, medication the best way to manage ADHD symptoms or anybody who deals with, um, 
you know, a lack of focus and concentration, 30 minutes of, um, you know, exertion and heart pumping exercise will um, increase blood flow to the brain, giving you um, about two hours of focused attention thereafter. So I had to remind her that, yes, there are benefits that you can get from 30 minutes. You don't have to do 90 minutes or nothing. Even if you did, um, you know, 89 minutes or 74 minutes or 62 minutes or 27 minutes, some minutes is better than no minutes. And she, you know, came to that realization herself. So we were able to bust through that. But so I then asked her, well, does it, now that we know that we don't have to go as long, um, what else can we do? And um, she also felt like um, she couldn't get to five out, five days a week. And I said, well, what if we, you know, started with a few days less a week? And she said, well, it was back to, I don't think I'll get that benefit if I go less times per week. Um, but what she could manage was uh, originally she had said, well, I could go for 90 minutes, two days a week. What I recommended and what I would recommend to anybody feeling like, you know, they're starting to get, they're having a hard time getting started is to go more often for a less amount of time. Look, if you can go to the gym five days a week and just show up and run on the treadmill for five minutes and then leave, then that's something, not only are you getting five minutes of benefit from exercise, but you're also getting the benefit of building that habitual muscle. So um, the TLDR, and that means um, too long, didn't read, in case you've ever seen that little acronym. The long story short is um, going more often to build a habit is far more beneficial uh, and will give you um, a better sense of accomplishment and routine than going two days a week for a long period of time. Um, plus 90 minutes is a long time to exert yourself if you're going full hog on your workout. So uh, we agreed that she would start going to the gym like three or four times a week and she would go for less amount of time. And then we kind of dug into well, what workouts are you doing? She said she was doing a mixture of cardio and strength. I asked her which one she liked better. And she said, well, I like, I love cardio. And I said, well, what kind of equipment do you use? Or what do you do for cardio? And she said, I like being on the treadmill. I said, okay, well, what if we agreed that for, you know, the next week, as you're starting to ramp up again, since we know now that 30 minutes of uh, vigorous exercise has a lot of benefit, what if we just did cardio for uh, like one week, maybe two, until you started to feel like you could exert more energy and it didn't feel like such a slog anymore. What if we did that? And she said, well, that would, that would seem reasonable. And I said, what do you do when you're on the treadmill? And she said, I like to listen to podcasts. So I asked her, what podcast do you listen to? And she told me which one it was. And it's a podcast that I listen to and enjoy as well. And I said, this is the thing that I told her that was just kind of lit her up. I said, what if you put a boundary around that podcast or a rule around that podcast, the one that you love the most and you can't wait to listen to, what if you said to yourself, I'm only going to listen to this podcast when I'm on the treadmill? How would that feel? And her eyes was just like, oh, that'd be great. She said, that would make me want to go. That would make me not, like, that would get me to a point where I couldn't wait to go if I only saved that podcast for that time. And I said, okay, so now you're seeing, visualize yourself on the treadmill doing that 30 minutes of workout at an exertion level that feels comfortable for you as you know restarting and you were listening to that podcast and maybe binging some of the uh the older ones how would that feel she's like oh i i, I literally cannot wait and it didn't occur to her that making 
your workout or making your experience is even uh, like most enjoyable or the most enjoyable that it can possibly be is even more important than making it you know, a certain length of time or certain perceived exertion. And I just want to stress that here because it sounds a little bit too obvious or too good to be true, but make no mistake. And like, let's draw back to the research I shared with you. The experience you have while working out, like the enjoyment level is so important, not only because it will keep you coming back over and over again, but it will make you feel like you are somebody who enjoys working out regularly. It will change your identity. As your identity changes to somebody who enjoys working out, or at least doesn't hate it, or somebody who you are the type of person that works out, you start to build this identity of being a healthy person that has healthy habits. Then the momentum starts or the momentum starts as this is happening and you start to eat better. And then you want to go to bed earlier so that you have a good night's sleep so that you wake up in the morning and you have a good workout and you can't wait to get to that workout because you love listening to your podcasts or you know you love meeting your friend there or you love listening to or watching a certain show while you're working out and you make your workout so perfect in terms of it's all the things that you love and you can't wait to get there and you're wearing like an outfit you enjoy and it's in a gym you love going to and if it's not a gym you love going to quit it tomorrow because environment is so important then you're going to find that working out becomes a pleasure suddenly and you can't wait to do it and it is the catalyst for a host of new uh, like habits that are healthy and life affirming and make you feel great about yourself. I know that that may sound Captain Obvious, but I would ask you now, if that sounds obvious, are you doing it? Or are you assuming that you like have to go balls to the wall for 30 or 60 minutes at Orange Theory or whatever it is that you're doing that you don't really love doing? Or maybe you love doing it, but it's twice as long as you want it to be. Or maybe you love doing it, but you hate the instructor. Let me tell you, every opportunity, there's, there's an opportunity to work out everywhere you turn, online and, well, depending where you live, in person. But I, I mean, if you've listened to me for any amount of time, you know that I'm a big fan of home workouts for this reason, because you can create a space that is something you love. And, you know, it will have, it'll be the right temperature and you'll have all the right things around you and you will have either people around you or not around you, depending on what you prefer. Um, it's so easy to create an environment where you enjoy working out and Wi-Fi access is anywhere. It's everywhere. So if you don't have a room at home, you can go somewhere else that has Wi-Fi access and pick a workout from any one of a number of different platforms. I recommend Beachbody, uh, OpenFit. Uh, recently, I've been experimenting with Aloe Yoga, um, or Aloe, Aloe Yoga, yeah, yeah Aloe Yoga. They, they make clothes, but they also have like an online workout platform, or Core Power Yoga is a great platform, anything, anything. And if you have a belief that, you know, yoga is not a workout, or, you know, I have to go to CrossFit and lift heavy, or it's not a workout, or, you know, if I'm not running like, you know, an eight minute mile, then it's not a workout. These are beliefs and they're limiting beliefs. 
Because if you believe I if I'm not doing it 100%, then I'm not doing it at all, then that is a limiting belief and you need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Because nobody is born and comes out of the womb working out 90 minutes a day. I never work out 90 minutes a day. And the reason I don't is because I prefer to work out more often during the week. And if I had like these heavy duty sessions where I exerted myself for 90 minutes, it would take me three days to recover and I wouldn't be able to work out anymore after that for like three days. So I would not get more than three days a week of workouts in. And I'll tell you, the only days I work out are the days that I want to feel my best, that I want to be focused, that I want to be on it, and I want to feel like a million bucks. All the other days when I want to feel like garbage, I don't work out. And let me tell you, I never wake up and feel like I want to intentionally feel like garbage. And I'm sure you don't either. So I wanted to share that context and that aha moment that my client had, because sometimes the things that, you know, I think are Captain Obvious clearly are not. And I really hope that this is some food for thought for you in terms of, you know, what's holding you back from your current workouts. If it's, if it's not, you know, I've got a time, well, I hope I actually covered a bunch of different limiting beliefs here. Like maybe you don't have time because you believe that you've got to work out for 90 minutes or don't do it at all. Untrue. And check yourself. Um, and I shouldn't say check yourself. That sounds kind of like I'm finger wiggling and I don't mean to do that, but I do want to, uh, bust that belief that, um, you know, you have to work out for an hour or something like that. That is absolutely not true. And any fitness professional worth their salt will tell you the same because habits and showing up consistently is always way more important than showing up once in a while for a long period of time, working, you know, yourself to, uh, a the brink of exhaustion and then needing to recover for a week. Uh, no, no trainer will tell you that. And if they do run in the opposite direction and also any sort of belief you have around a workout needs to be a certain thing. And I think that that's a, that's a big fault of the industry right now, the fitness industry, especially if you watch fitness professionals on Instagram or anything like that, you know, some, the bros are saying you got to lift heavy or it's not a workout. And, you know, um, the, the marathon runners are saying that, you know, you've got to work, you've got to run for like 20, 30 miles a week, or it's not a workout. And these are the, the beliefs that they have in their mind. And they may have had good success with those beliefs, but that doesn't believe that mean that all other beliefs are null and void because their belief is the only truth, the only truth, because the truth in fitness is that as long as you're moving your body, you are getting some positive results from it. And more is not always more. Less isn't always less. But the right one for you is going to be the one that you enjoy the most. And if you are an ADHD person, which I know a lot of you are not, I've just started talking about ADHD. But if you happen to be either ADHD or somebody who struggles with motivation or um, getting started or staying focused and you're... Um, you have an interest-driven brain, meaning if something's boring or perceived boring to you, you can't do it, like you literally can't make yourself do it, know that your only path to success is picking a workout that you are going to enjoy in a place that you're going to enjoy for the amount of time that you enjoy doing it. And know that this, the workout that you start with doesn't have to be the workout that you stay with. That as you grow your fitness level and fitness interest and you start to see results and you start to get momentum, your fitness evolution will change. It always does. Nobody starts, you know, jogging for 10 minutes a day and 30 years later is only jogging for 10 minutes a day. You know, it's, it's a growth process. Just like when you started kindergarten, you didn't stay there. You ended up, you know, 
at least with a high school diploma, I'm assuming. So that's where I'm going to end today. I hope that was helpful. Um, sorry, I have not been around for a while. Um, my husband and I have been traveling back to California. I will share more about that um, in another podcast um, that'll have more of like a, a spiritual bend, maybe a bit of a spiritual bend to it. But let's just say for now, the lesson I'm learning is wherever you go, there you are. And since coming to California, I realized that, uh, but it is wonderful to be back. And it is so wonderful to be back in the presence of uh, dear and old friends. Um, that's the one thing I notice uh, about uh, moving to a new city is that you lose the connections with people that you uh, are, you don't lose connection. You physically can't see them, especially during a pandemic. And that has been really, um, really hard for me. So if you are struggling, uh, man, there's nothing like connecting with somebody who knows you well and you know well and you know you can just be yourself around. So that's what I'm doing this week and I'm enjoying every minute of it, but I'm still doing um, my coaching with clients. And once again, I'll say that if, if coaching, a one-on-one -on -one coaching uh, is something that you would like to be coached on, whether you're ADHD or you're just a woman in your 40s, 50s, 60s that's looking for some help. Um, either finding motivation to work out, start a business, or just reclaim um, your sense of self. Uh, I would love to coach you. So on that note, um, I bid you adieu and I will see you soon. Take care guys, thanks for listening. Thank you so much for listening and if you made it this far I really appreciate it uh, if you found this useful then please do leave me a five-star review and also if you're interested in specific topics or uh, guests to the show please reach out to me on Instagram my Instagram handle is Karen McGill uh, you can also find me on my website at thefithabit.com and until then guys have a wonderful day I love ya